It went straight down the middle. Then it started to You're coming off major number two. Again, uh, you've experienced some injuries now. I mean, you're still only 26 years old, so you maybe don't feel bulletproof, but uh, you're still you're still young and relatively healthy and probably thinking, man, I'm just going to keep cranking these out. Uh, what happens uh, from sort of 98 over the next uh, year or two? Yeah, so after 98, the end of 98 um, – was good. I started ninety nine, and uh, uh, shoulder still wasn't quite right. Um, I still tried to play through it. Went over to the British and said, "I can't do this anymore." My arm was literally popping out of the socket. Um, so I flew home and straight to um, Alabama to see Doctor Andrews, the best in the biz. Yeah, and um, he he fit me in, and um, the next morning did surgery on my shoulder. You know, tightened it up. Um, went through the whole rehab process again, which with shoulders, it's very tedious. Um, you can't get ahead of yourself or you're just gonna, it's just gonna go right back to where it is again. So, um, that was a long, that was a good six month process. And so I didn't play very much in 99. Um, and then started 2000, started playing pretty good. And then, you know, got the pick from Bradley for the soul line cup. So that was, that was huge. Yeah. And then. Um, the injuries just started kind of piling up after that. So you, you picked up the, uh, in 2000, you picked up the LPGA Heather Farr Player Award. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the history of that award? Yeah, so I was fortunate to know Heather Farr. Her sister, uh, Missy Farr, was on my championship team at ASU. Um, oh. And now she's still continuing uh, her coaching career and now the head coach at ASU. So I knew the Farr family, and they're an amazing family. They've been through they've been through a lot. Um, you know, Missy has had her battles in the past too with breast cancer. Um, but yeah, Heather was a special person. She uh, just her whole determination, her fight, her wit, her hard work. Um, you know, this award was made in her honor, um, and. To be the and it's voted on from your peers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what makes it that made it even more special that uh, my peers uh, saw that in me, um, the perseverance that I had and the hard work uh, to keep playing this game. Uh, that was very special. Yeah. yeah. Despite the fight, despite the perseverance, the persistence. At some point, uh, it was just very difficult to play at this level uh, with the state of your body. Yes. Um, you know, and I was still, you know, rehabbing the shoulder at that time, but, uh, was able to play. And then we get into where I'm starting to have some back issues in the early two thousands. And that's when it really, um, was starting to sideline me. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, at some point you've got to, you got to think about plan B. Um, I didn't have one. <laughs> I didn't have one. <laughs> and, it, and, and you'd probably uh, be not to be surprised to hear that most people don't. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure you talk to a lot of people about, Hey, you know, this, I can't play forever here. What am I going to do next? But, uh, tell us about the transition back to the real world. Yeah. So, um, you know, I played all the way to like the end of 2009 and I probably shouldn't have played that long cause it just wasn't happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd had a neck fusion, 
I had my back was fused at four levels. Um, yeah, it was just it just wasn't good, and I was becoming miserable. I was probably on a little too much pain medication, and mm. I'm not sorry about saying that. It's just just became too much. Um, so, um, you know, unfortunately I had a lot of people tell me, I told you so you should have stayed in college, but that's all hindsight. You know, you don't have the crystal ball in front of you. Yeah. That that doesn't necessarily keep you healthier with three more years of education, does it? (laughs) So, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I just couldn't do it anymore. And I didn't have a plan B. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, so in 2010, I, uh, you know, I just, my sister-in-law was teaching at a high school and uh, she was coaching high school softball. And she says, why don't you come out and help it with the team a little bit? She's trying to get me out of my funk, basically. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I've been coaching ever since. I'm in my 14th season of coaching high school football, uh, softball. Let's just say yeah, football. Yeah. Um, so that was, that helped out a lot. And, um, but, and you know, the injuries kept going, but I'm still playing yeah, to yeah. this day. And yeah. I love the game. Good. Well, well, we'll come back to uh, more current things, what you're up to and so forth. But, but just going back to, uh, you know, kind of the regular playing career. And before we get to the Solheim Cup, we always like to touch on LPGA playoffs because Bruce and I have done some stats. And it's been kind of surprising as we compile the records of now 91 of you great, I mean, literally the greatest golfers that have ever played, uh, to look at uh, – what experience is like for you champions in playoffs. Uh, we noticed that your record was one and two. You had a couple of chances, one at the Sara Lee in uh, 92 and another one in, uh, in Adina, Minnesota, probably at the 1996 Adina Realty uh, Classic. Uh, but you, you, you won the big one in the playoff. That's the one that really, yeah, that's the main <laughs> one. But, you know, one and two is not that much different, Bruce, is it, than what we've typically seen? No, it's a it's a shock really when when we tell tell our great players what their records are. But uh, between all of the ninety one players that we've talked to, they have a combined winning record of point four three. So they lose more than they win, which is quite remarkable when you think about it. But it also says, you know, playoffs are sort of, you know, you never really know. One bad shot or one good shot from your opponent, and it's all over. Yeah, exactly. I guess it's kind of like a crapshoot, isn't it? It's like yeah. you just, uh, you know, you got to get that one lucky shot out or something. I don't know. Um, you know, like you said, I'm fortunate to win the big one. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess that's that's, right. that's that's the good thing. The other two, uh, the one in Sara Lee, I remember – um, I hit a tree off the tee. It just didn't play the hole very good. You know, I drove the ball great the whole day, but the one playoff hole, I hit a tree. Yeah. So it's like it's almost like you got you have this little break of signing your scorecard, and you got this. It's like okay, am I starting a new tournament? Or your yeah. mindset just kind of flips for a minute, yeah. and you're either there or you're not. It's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, I think you're on it right there, Brandy. The word mindset, because you think yeah. about it. Some some people who win or lose, maybe they just came off the golf course, shot sixty three or sixty four. Now they're sitting an hour waiting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Either they carry that momentum forward, or they get cold and they don't. Uh, you talked about your mindset about making bogey that last hole, but your thought was, "I'm going to get revenge." It could have yeah, gone yeah. the other way too, couldn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, you know, thankfully it didn't. But <laughs> yeah, it definitely could have gone the other way. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, we. 
we wanted to throw that out there because we've, we've thought that was quite of interesting. You know, as you, as you just sort of spin through the major championships very quickly, uh, uh, you, you mentioned being able to play at the Dinah Shore at a young age uh, as an amateur. Uh, that's one that's talked about quite fondly by all the LPGA players because it was really your master's, wasn't it? It was, and uh, what a special event. And like I said, it was close to home for me, so that was like my home, my home turf, so to speak. Um, I had tons of family out there. Um, at this time, I was, uh, you know, for 12 of my really good years, I was sponsored by Toyota, and they were the big sponsor. So um, luckily, they were dishing out the tickets for my family. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, and, and I love that golf course. Boy, they always had it in pristine condition. Um, and, you know, that's probably the one thing that I would love to have done was, was to be able to, you know, have a little swim in Poppy's Pond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how about the U.S. Open? You know, we did talk about going back to Pine Needles. You, you thought you remembered playing pretty well. You only finished T3 to Annika, so that you must have played pretty well. Yeah, I did. I don't have a lot. I, you know, I, I just don't remember a lot about it. I remember like I couldn't, I see the holes. I don't, um, I just remember it playing really long and uh, just really struggled down the stretch. I think a little bit, a couple of days that kind of hurt me. Yeah. Uh, you probably didn't have a chance to play too many British opens as a major, but even before uh, 2001, did you get a chance to go over and play in a few of those? I played in a couple of the Weedabixes, um, yeah. but um, didn't play great, which kind of surprised me because I, you know, I was kind of brought up in the wind. And I knew how to keep the ball low. That's for sure. Um, I enjoyed it, um, but I missed a lot of them with the that's the time of year that my injury starts settling in. Yeah, <laughs> August. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you got deeper into your year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about some. I'm sure fond memories uh, with the Solheim Cup because you were a player on five occasions. I think you played in five straight. Solheim Cup starting back in 1992 when you were age 20. Uh, unfortunately, it was a loss, but uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you quickly forgot about that. This, this would have been the second uh, Solheim Cup. Uh, I think Lake Nonan was the first. Kathy Whitworth was the first captain. She was the winning captain, went up against Mickey Walker. In this particular one, Kathy, again, was the captain, but she had some family tragedy that kind of took her away, right? Yes, she did. Her mom passed away. Um, And, you know, I was 18 at the time. I mean, sorry, 20 at the time. And um, I didn't really know what to expect about it. I didn't have, I mean, I was so young on tour. Um, Of course, I knew it was an honor to be a part of the team. And anytime you can wear, you know, American flag at any point is a truly honor and privilege and nerve wracking all at once. All at once. Um, But yeah, but we, uh, you know, we didn't mesh that as a team. We didn't have leadership. Kind of, you know, it, it was just didn't have a lot of fun that week. Um, I went up against Laura Davies. She killed me. I was like five (laughs) under after 16 and I had to, you know, I'd, concede the match but the best thing i did was wave the little white towels that i give in and you know i was i was i was europe's friend from then on because uh, i i you know but um yeah that was tough so i that year that solon cup kind of kind of gave me a bad taste in my mouth just because we just had unfortunate circumstances happen that week yeah, yeah. Do you, yeah. can you believe that was 32 years ago i know 
It's scary. <laughs> Time mm. flies. But yeah, the memories are still there because those are the best memories of my life was playing in Solheim Cup. Yeah, yeah. well, let's come back home then, 1990. Now you're at Greenbrier. Uh, you've got uh, Joanne. Oh, I'm sorry. You've got, uh, yeah, yeah. You've got Joanne mm-hmm. Carner and Mickey Walker still because she did three in a row, I think, but uh, or four in a row. But uh, that was a little bit more fun. Oh, definitely. I mean, how can you not have fun having Carner as your captain? I mean, she's <laughs> unbelievable person. Kept things loose. Yeah, and, you know, probably one of the best match play players of all time. So to learn to play match play under her or give some kind of advice was the best. Um, you know, go out and win the first hole. That was the the thing of the week, you know, when get that first hole and get the momentum going on the red, white, and blue. Yeah, I, I would suspect her uh, her team speeches would have been fairly brief. Um, they were briefed with a cocktail in hand. <laughs> funny. That sounds and, like Joanne. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think I might have helped her along with that view too. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it was a great week. Um, I, I got paired with my my good mate, Dottie. Dottie and yeah. I are, um, you know, love playing with Dottie. And we have shared so many memories, good good and funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> some pretty funny moments. I I'll tell you one story that happened at the Greenbriars. We were playing alternate shot, and um, I think it was the second hole. It's par five, and so she had she had hit the drive, and I said, Dot, I said, you know, what do you want left in the hole? And she goes, oh, give me about 75. So I get out my five wood, and I knock it about five yards short of the green. And she said, <laughs> nice layup, Burton. <laughs> <laughs> I may not be as good from this distance. Yeah. yeah. And I said, oh, I think I had a little, little bit momentum going. I was yeah. a little pumped. A little, little juiced up, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you got you got a couple of wins paired up with her, didn't you? Yes. Um, I think we fed off each other. We had a lot of the same kind of mentality on the golf course. Um, we were, uh, oh, what's the word? I don't know that people, people were kind of uh, scared of us. I think <laughs> you, you intimidated uh, your opponents. We, we, did you? we yeah. intimidated our opponents, I think some, but then, you know, um, we had a lot of fun, a lot of great, great times. And what happened in singles? Yeah. I was going to say, you got back with <laughs> yes. your singles match, didn't you? Yes. Um, uh, I was very fortunate to have my parents there that week. So that was a lot of fun. And, uh, my dad was really good friends uh, at the Bloody Mary Bar with Lord Davies' dad. So they would walk along hand and, you know, beer in hand, Bloody Mary in hand, and cheering on their daughters. And, um, you know, the sportsmanship was awesome. And then, you know, I was able to get her back on 18 that day. So that was that was huge. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, I, could, I, I, I see now why you got a lot of fond memories from that week. Yes, yeah. definitely. Well, let's let's fast forward two years. Then you get another win. Now it's uh, on the other side of the pond at St. Pierre Hotel and, and Country Club, and this time Judy Rankin is your captain. Yeah. Uh, yes, um, that was an interesting week. Um, I was um, I was Judy's one of her picks, so a little bit of added pressure there, um, knowing that she picked me as, and uh, so I needed to, to produce, I guess. Um, but Dottie and I were playing a practice round and I'm walking off the sixth tee and I step in a hole and snap my ankle. Mm. So, and everybody heard it snap. So we knew it wasn't good. So they put me in a cart and, uh, 
you know, we had some trainers there from Hell South, and we're icing, and it's yeah, it it doesn't look good. So they're they're having team meetings, trying to figure out if they're going to fly another player in to take my spot. And, um, they were having the meetings without me. <laughs> so I think it was I think it was Meg Mound because it was our team room was upstairs, and uh, I was downstairs on ice bags with. Um, rolling rock beer in the ice bag. So I'd have a beer, put the ice bag on. Um, I did like my beer, if you couldn't tell the way I was talking. That's all right. Um, but uh, so, yeah, they were talking, and then Meg says, well, why don't we ask Brandy if she can play instead of talking about all this? So um, Judy and Yippie, Yippie was her vice captain. He's like, you got to be straight with me. He goes, can you play? And I'm and this, I said, I could play one round a day. I can't play two matches. But I said, I'll get it done. And so they taped me up tight, and I we went after it and, you know, um, got a singles. We came back strong on Sunday with the comeback and the singles. And, uh, yeah, that was a great week as well. I didn't start off so good, but I got through it. Yeah. 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 Well, how about 1998 at Jack's Place, Muirfield Village in Ohio? Uh, another win with Judy again as the captain. Yes, another special week. Um, I actually stayed with Judy and Yippie in the house that they they had on the golf course, and Dottie was there as well, and then the rest of the team was down in the, in the villas. Um, uh, you know, winning the Du Maurier that year solidified my spot on the team without being picked, so that helped. Um, yeah. And we, we all just played really well. Um, I had a little bit of a an accident that week, shocker, I know. Um, Dottie and I were playing best ball and I, on 11, the par five fell in the Creek and it stunk so bad. I had white pants on. I was trying to hit this shot and the peak, the Creek wasn't very wide. And I took a whack at it and I went to try to leap over it and I didn't quite make it. Shoe Uh got stuck in the Creek and the mud just smelled like poo. It was bad. <laughs> Dottie wouldn't even come near me. Oh, God. Yippie's yelling back to on the radio, Judy, get Brandy another pair of shoes if you fell in the creek. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, this is happening. I had mud everywhere, and it was – so they brought me a new pair of shoes. And uh, I think that was the day that uh, Mark McGuire did the home run record, and mm-hmm. so he was on the ESPN – Top ten plays, yeah. Uh, but I was on the ESPN not so good top ten oh, plays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is video so, of that one. There yeah. is video of that one, and Dottie reminds me of that every year when she's doing the telecast at Muirfield Village. She goes, oh, "I'm out. I'm at the scene of the crime." <laughs> I'm like, <Yeah>. great. <laughs> and of course, you had to have white pants on that day too. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. I think the classic was that uh, the next morning I showed up and the guy in the locker room had cleaned my shoes once they found him. And I'm like, oh, boy. So he got a good tip that week. He better. Yeah, he better have gotten a good tip. <laughs> so now let's go to the ripe old age of 28. You play your final and fifth Solheim Cup. This one is at Locke Loman and Pat Bradley is your captain. Yeah, I mean, I uh, that was special to play underneath her. Um, you know, another World Golf Hall of Fame member, Hall of Fame. You know, I actually, in 91, I was paired with her when she had her final victory to get into the hall. Yeah. So that was, nice. that was special for me. But uh, so, to, yeah, to play on it, and she was, and that was a pick again, um, because I was just come back from shoulder surgery. So I kind of had a brief 
stint of not playing those two years to collect the points, but I was playing well up to up to Loch Lomond. And so she picked me. Um, you know, it was just a really bad situation. Uh, the golf course was in bad condition, almost unplayable, I think, that week. Um, and it just, just didn't go well for us. But, um, yeah. you know, still some memories that I will cherish forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you probably know and remember the story of who hit the first shot in the first ever Solheim Cup. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. It was it was Pat Bradley, wasn't it? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. There yeah. you go. Do you remember how it happened? I don't remember how it happened. Okay, I think so, I heard the story, but I can't. I can't. I can't bring it to my mind. Yeah. So think about you know how things are done now. I mean the pairings, the the odds evens, all that stuff is done ahead of time. It's well thought out. It's on the computer, right? So here's Nancy Lopez and Pat Bradley going to play in the first match, and the U.S. has the tee because it's at Lake Nona, right? And so they're on the putting green, and as they're walking to the tee, Nancy kindly <laughs> kindly is. Says, well, so you want to play odds or evens? Yeah. <laughs> Pat says, well, I don't care, Nance. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay either way. And and Nance says, well, uh, I don't know. Do you want to you want to go first? I'm a little nervous. And Pat says, yeah, I'm, uh, that's okay, Nance. I'm, I'm okay. You know, how she talks. I'm, I'm okay with odds. I'm okay yeah. with odds. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think they'd really thought it through, but you know, no. she hits that first tee shot, and 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 forever she's she hit the first shot ever in the Solheim Cup history. Yeah. Yeah, I guess who would have thought? She probably yeah, she probably didn't even think about it. They just not like today where they have it figured out a month in advance, right? Who's gonna play right. the odds and evens? Yeah. I just told Dottie, I said, You're playing the odds because I don't want to tee it up on the first hole. So <laughs> there was just nothing there. There you go. So we gotta ask you about we gotta ask you about foreign travel. You probably had a chance to uh, to travel around the world and play, maybe uh, go to Asia. We've heard a lot of stories about Japanese bus trips. And if you were on one of those trips, I got a feeling, Bruce, we know which bus she was on. <laughs> I know which one she was on for sure. <laughs> did you Did you have two buses when you were there? Yeah, I mean... I think that most of those bus rides were a little bit before my time. I heard about them. Um, I was probably on one or two of my trips. Uh, eventful trips were in Korea um, oh, when we played okay. the world championship there. Um, you know, you're 10 miles away from the golf course and it's a three and a half hour bus ride. <laughs> so, you know, hopping on, hopping off, you know, cases of beer on the in the back of the bus and yeah. People have to go to the bathroom and you're running to catch the bus and you're trying to find where to go to the bathroom and <laughs> singing, singing and dancing and um yeah, great memories. A lot of fun. Yeah, you know, Bruce, we heard we heard that very story and it was in Korea where uh one was a bathroom break, one was a beer break, but where they got off the bus, had a chance to go in, buy whatever they need and still get <laughs> back, back on the, on bus. the bus very <laughs> Yeah. Very easily, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually had a little. Uh, the, the bathroom break was in the ditch, <laughs> but and I couldn't quite couldn't quite get out of the ditch to try and catch the bus. So it was quite interesting. I I showed up on the bus and I had all these little stickers and 
stuff all over my shirt. They're like, Brandy, where have you been? I'm like, I'm here. I, I made it. Yeah. And, and, and no videos of that one either. Yeah. Thank uh, God. Yeah. Oh, well. So, uh, you know, for you, I suppose it was an easier decision to wind down the career, just the fact that you couldn't perform at this level the way you'd like. And uh, you mentioned you didn't have a plan B, but you did You did come into something, and you mentioned it earlier about uh, coaching. But bring us up to speed on some of the other things you've done since sort of hanging up the clubs. Yeah, you know, I really haven't done a whole lot because I, I still have been having surgeries. So I've been rehabbing. Um, uh, I, I've had a surgery every year. Well, you can go back to 1998. I've had a surgery or two every year, so I'm in the mid 30s somewhere. Not a record that I like to hold. Yeah. Um, as yeah. far as the surgeries are concerned, yeah. so I'm either rehabbing, coaching softball, and but luckily, um, I'm still able to play this wonderful game. And the yeah. legends of the LPGA has given me the opportunity. And we got the U.S. Senior Open that I can now eligible for. I guess that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> so I just played my second U.S. Open, Senior Open. And I'm enjoying playing more. I don't get to practice as much because my body can't quite do like it used to. Like, you know, I guess it's just right. the getting older thing, but with the injuries. And um, just, to, you know, in the last year or so, got really close with Dave Stockton again over at Redlands Country Club. And he plays almost every day. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he's we're having fun working together. He's showing me some parts of the game that I never worked on before in the short game because now that's what I have to do instead of banging balls on the range. Yeah, there you go. So I'm having a lot of fun doing that. And he's got some great stories, doesn't he? Oh, my gosh. For our listeners, we might also tell them that uh, Brandy is a member of four Hall of Fames, uh, Rialto, uh, ASU at the university, Southern California Golf Association, and back at her high school as well, at Keenis. That's very nice. Yes, thank you. I'm, uh, you know, it's funny talking, you guys bringing all these memories up and my accolades and stuff. It's like, well, I guess I, I did have a pretty good career because you kind of yeah. lose track after a while, right? You just kind of yeah. go about your daily life and uh, you realize how, I realize how lucky I am to have achieved what I have with you guys sharing this with me. Well, uh, quite a career you did, uh, Brandy. And before we let you go, uh, Bruce and I have a tradition of asking our guests three final questions. And I always defer to my partner and give him the first spot on the tee. So, Mr. Devlin? All right. You ready, Brandy? Okay. Okay. If you were to have known when you were 20 what you now know, what would you have done differently? Hmm. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, the obvious answer that you probably would expect would to treat my body a little kinder. Um, but I don't know, you know, I, uh, I'm pretty lucky to achieve what I did and to have the lengthy career that I did, even with the injuries. I think probably most of all, I maybe may have enjoyed the ride a little bit better, longer. Um, you know, like we talked about earlier, you think once you're on top that it's just going to keep happening over and over, and it doesn't. It's hard. It's hard to win out there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I probably should have enjoyed it a little more and not been so hard on myself. And I think with the schedule that you guys keep, 
it's hard to find time to smell the roses, isn't it? Because you're off to the next one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I found myself in that rut, I think. Yeah. Okay, so this one, I'm not sure if Bruce and I know the answer to it yet. I, I, have, a, I have a guess at what it might be, but we're going to give you one career mulligan. Where do you take it? Oh, I think I would take it. Um, I think it was 1996 when Patty Sheehan won in Dinosaur. Mm. I was one shot back going to 18. And uh, I had this little Ben Hogan metal three wood, 13 and a half degree that the face barely fit a golf ball in it. I saw it the other day. I'm thinking, how in the hell did I ever make contact with this ball? <laughs> but I used it and placed them on when the driver went awry because it just would hit these little screamers. So I, I would put it in the bag when the golf course is running fast. And I'm like, oh, I can get home in two today. And I'm one shot back going on 18. And I hit it. I decided to hit it off the tee. And they have these little tiny little skinny little palm trees on the left side of the fairway. And I nailed this palm tree right in the middle and the ball embedded in the palm tree. Ooh. Uh, Rules official comes over with binoculars. We identify the ball, unplayable eye, bogey the hole. And then obviously but that was my big opportunity to win that tournament because that that's what I wanted so badly. But yeah, yeah who would have thunk? Yeah, that, <laughs> that would have been a good one. Okay, last one. How would Brandy Burton like to be remembered? Hmm. Um, I think I'd like to be remembered just as a fierce competitor who loved to compete, who loved the game of golf, um, who was uh, selfless, kind, respectful, because that's the, the person that my parents raised me to be. That's what you've been today too, Brandy. Thank you so much for your time. And Thank you. All your little stories of, uh, of all your problems going through physically, but what a great career, and we thank you for your time today. Well, thank you. You guys are doing an awesome thing here, and like I said, it's so humbling to, uh, to be a part of your podcast and just to be you know, mentioned in the same arena as all these fabulous players that you've been interviewing. Randy, thanks for joining us on For the Good of the Game. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of For the Good of the Game. And please, wherever you listen to your podcast on Apple and Spotify, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, spread the word, and tell your friends. Until we tee it up again, for the good of the game, so long, everybody. Whack down the fairway. It went smack down the fairway Then it started to slice just a smidge off line It headed for two, but it bounced off nine My caddy says, long as you're still in the state, you're okay Yes, it went straight down the middle quite a way